Hi, welcome to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, and joining me today is Nicole Ricardo, a business coach and marketing strategist who has two six-figure businesses. Now today we're discussing how to build a passive income with social media and free and how to use your free content to build demand for and sell out your paid offers. We're also going to discuss social media strategies when you don't have time or money and how to grow your business by creating a community on Instagram without a large following. Oh my gosh, here we go. Life is too short. Try to run a business and balance what you love. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, a former corporate marketing drone and certified life coach turned mompreneur who got fed up with the mom guilt that comes from trying to have the perfect work-life balance. Why can't we have a fit life and a fit business? I'm here to make it easier to be your own boss and enjoy your life. Tune in every Thursday for new episodes. We're going all in with interviews with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, risk takers, coaches, and side hustlers, along with solo episodes with yours truly to provide actionable tools, tactics, processes, and even case studies so you can discover how to create, maintain, and or grow a total fit lifestyle you deserve. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Welcome to the show, Nicole. <laughs> Yay. Thank you so, so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. I am so excited to have you here because when I tell you this is such a hot topic because so many of us are so busy and we want to do things. We want to have a passive income yet. We don't know really where to start. Or we don't have the time and you've done this and you have two six figure businesses. So you are the go-to person here. you not only did it once, but you did it twice. So let's get into this whole thing. And you know, me, or, you know, the show, you guys know, we are not about the fluff. We're going to get right into it. And Nicole is going to spill the beans now. Here we go. So whenever we're creating this passive income stream, it's more important than ever nowadays, because all of this craziness is going on. How can we get started when people don't know we exist? Yeah, well, we have to make sure that people know we exist, right? And so I'm a really big advocate of social media. Instagram specifically is definitely my jam. Obviously, whatever platform works best for you and you feel most comfortable on, you can build an audience. But for me specifically, I'll, I'll speak mostly to Instagram and I think one of the things that can be really overwhelming for people, especially when you're first starting out is starting from nothing. Right. And we hear so often like, oh, you need the 10,000 followers to get the swipe feature. And, oh, well, I'm, I'm not going to be able to make a full-time income doing this. And unless I have this many followers and we think that we need this just massive audience in order to do it. And so we often stop ourselves before we even get started, because we're telling ourselves these things that we're not going to be able to do it. We have to have this massive following. We have to post every day and post like the reels every single day and do this and do that. When in, in reality, you, you don't need any of that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, social media, we need to make sure that people know you. So many people are out there and they're, they are on the grind. They're posting and they're doing the reels and they're doing everything, but it, nobody is getting the freebie. How do we get people to snag that freebie? Yeah. So when it comes to social media and marketing things specifically using social media, a lot of your conversion rate is going to come down to 
how well you plan out your content. So mm-hmm. not even the content where you're promoting something. I'm not talking about the direct call to action, click the link in bio now to get my freebie, right? It's the content that you're doing outside of that, just your normal, regular content. We really need to be educating your people and getting them in a headspace to understand why what you do is so important. We need to get them to believe in themselves. We need to address their limiting beliefs, the things that are holding them back. We need to know what their roadblocks are, what their struggles are, because we need to address those as well and really fill the gaps for them and helping them to understand there's so much more to the picture. And so often one of the things with Instagram is a lot of these how-to posts, right? How to book more clients. Here's three tips or five tips to increase your Instagram engagement. And we just put it out there. But the problem with this is people read that and then they think, oh, great, this is it. This is solving my problem. (laughs) But the reality is it goes so much deeper than that, right? And we know this, but social media can be a a little bit deceiving and we want to make things look simple and easy and just three, three tricks to do this. But when you do that in your free content, it's actually a really big disservice to your audience. And it's going to kind of tank your conversion rates, honestly, because now they think that you've just answered their question. When in reality, what we need to do is we need to address the gaps here and we need to help them to understand those things that we don't know, we don't know. We know them now where we're at, but if somebody's two steps behind you, five steps behind you, 10 steps behind you, we need to help them to see, hey, there's actually more to this story and it's not just three easy steps, right? And so as you keep doing that and you can see your offers, like, hey, I I go more in depth on this free guide I have or in this free training that I have, but here's a couple tips, da, 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 right? Then when you eventually do come in with those direct call to actions and saying, hey, click the link in my bio now to download XYZ, it's going to convert so much better, no matter what your audience size is, because at that point, your audience is already primed. You've warmed them up. We've helped them believe more that they can do it. We've talked about their limiting beliefs. We've helped them to see some of those things that they don't know they don't know. And so now they're primed and ready and they're excited. They're excited to take that action. They know that it's something that they need in order to get to where they want to go. Exactly. I love that because really it's really setting up the proper funnel. And I think Mm -hmm. so many of us are out there and we're, we're grinding and we're putting that content out there, but we don't have the proper funnel for social media. We may have a funnel for our website, but there also is a funnel for social media. You actually mentioned a lot of it just now, but can you touch on an overview? If I want to talk about a particular product on Friday, what should I be talking about on Monday? Yeah. So funnels. Ooh, I love funnels. We get super nerdy about them, but the way that I look at everything, because I'm definitely, I'm a marketing person and a strategist. And so I'm always reverse engineering things. And really every single piece of your business is just a big funnel. And so when it comes down to promoting things, one thing that I find is people, I, I think don't think long-term enough, we tend to have this idea and we're like, oh great, I'm just going to go post about this right now. But then it gets into kind of what we were just talking about. Well, we haven't properly warmed up our people for it yet. Mm -hmm. So let's say I'm going to do a big launch next month. This month, I would say 
at least for one week, I'm going to spend a whole week warming them up and seeding, talking about that offer. But ideally, honestly, I would probably spend two, two weeks, three weeks, sometimes maybe even more getting into seeding the offer, getting people into that mindset, addressing those limiting beliefs. And then after you do that, then you can start going into that teasing content, getting people excited. Hey, this is what I'm working on, showing that behind the scenes, but we're not telling them yet, right? Like just a peek, getting people interested, getting them intrigued. We want people in your DMs asking, oh my God, what is this? Like, I need to know, tell me about it. Mm-hmm. And then you can go <laughs> in with the, the big reveal, right? Something that I found is for not only myself, but for all of the clients that, that I've worked with for students in my programs, Generally, the success of a launch is going to be directly tied to how well you do your pre-launch content, how well you've warmed up your audience. And that's also applicable to how long you need to warm up your audience. Like for me, for example, I have a pretty warm audience, so I don't necessarily need to spend a month doing pre-launch content. Whereas let's say maybe it's the first offer you've ever promoted. And this is going to be the first time you're selling to your audience. Then yeah, you should do at least a full month getting them primed and warmed up. So that's one of the other kind of arts with this, if Mm -hmm. you will, there isn't necessarily a set time frame where I would be like, okay, Sarah, I want you to do uh, this for one week, then do this for one week and then do your promotion, right? It's going to look different for everybody really based on how warm your current audience is right now, but it really just all comes down to, we need to warm them up. And if we can get them warmed up, then your conversion rates are going to show it. I totally agree with that. And I'd love to know what our audience is thinking. So if you're listening in real time, go to the IG stories at total fit boss chick, and we're going to have this poll question posted. Are you warming up your audience before offering your freebie? If you aren't listening in real time, no worries. Check the IG highlights for the responses to the poll questions, and you can still weigh in to see the results. What's really important, I think, that we understand. So once we have them warmed up and say we're ready and we're raring and we've got them warm, how do we get them out of that freebie mode? How do we move them from freebie to purchaser. Yeah. And so this is where the shift happens from, we now need to take off our strategic marketer hat and put on our sales hat. And I know sales, I feel is one of those topics where a lot of people are just like, Ooh, sales. I don't want to deal with sales. We don't want to feel icky and slimy and sleazy. What that often leads to is people don't sell enough. We go into promotion mode and we'll do, you know, oh, I put, yeah, I put up three posts about it and I did a story. Okay. You need to do a story every single day selling it, right? You need to do a post every single day selling it because the reality is two things here. But first of all, not every single person in your audience is going to see every single thing that you post. So let's say maybe this, I'm doing a promotion that's this week, Monday through Friday. And I do a post on Monday. I do a post on Wednesday. I do a post on Friday. And then I get a couple signups. And at the end, I'm like, oh man, that just didn't go as well as I wanted to. But on, on Instagram, 2% of your audience saw that 
2% out of everyone that's following you versus if I posted Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I show up in my story selling Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Maybe I do an Instagram live in there selling. Maybe all of those posts, I also just uh, send them out as an email to my email list. Maybe I also put post them in my Facebook group and on my Facebook page and on my personal Facebook. That's giving you so many more opportunities to reach people in your audience who probably are looking for exactly what you're offering right now, but maybe they just wouldn't have seen it otherwise. So never be afraid about putting yourself out there and selling. And then this brings me to the second part of this, which is when it comes to selling, we get in our heads about it, right? Oh, I don't want to be salesy. This feels, Mm -hmm. it feels like an infomercial, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But it's really it's a mindset shift that we have to make where it's about the service. All of us are doing what we do because we are freaking great at it. Right. right. Like I know that I know what the heck I'm talking about when it comes to marketing and when it's go, go. psychology <laughs> or web design, right? Like I mm-hmm. know, I know what I'm talking about. And I know if somebody wants to know about it, that I can help them. And so it's really channeling that confidence and knowing, no, I do know what the heck I'm talking about. And I know that there are people out there that they're struggling with this right now and I can help them. And I just need to get this in front of them. So really approaching it from that angle and knowing that you can help other people with it. And that is what needs to come across in your sales, right? Not just the slimy, oh, I'm just selling this because I'm just trying to make a sale. It's more about, I care about you as a human and I care about your business and I want you to do amazing and generate all the income that you want. And this is exactly why I created this because I want to teach you everything I know. So really approaching it from that angle as well just makes such a big difference. That energy is going to come across. It feels so much more authentic and genuine and people can pick up on that. Yes, I totally agree. And what else people pick up on is our engagement with them. When we're on social media, it's all about engagement. Of course, it's about content you put out there and it's the engagement. What would you say to somebody who's maybe starting a side gig or just really in the hustle mode. Now I don't really believe in hustling in your business, but in the hustle mode, as far as you're grinding, you're getting things done, you're super busy. How do you make time to engage when you don't have much money and you don't have much time? Yeah. And this is a super common struggle. I literally was just (laughs) on Boxer with one of my clients earlier talking about this exact same thing, but The reality is when we're, especially when we're first starting a business, it's hard. There's just, there's no way around it. It is hard. There are going to be those times where you have to put that work in. And exactly like you said, I'm definitely not about that hustle culture, right? I think our businesses should be built to support the kind of lifestyle that we want to live. However, we have to get them there first. And in order to get them there, we, we do have to put in the work to do it. And so in the beginning, it's really there are going to be days when tired and you're exhausted and you don't feel motivated to show up. Like right now, I'm definitely in a phase of that, to be honest, where I'm just not feeling super inspired. I'm not feeling super motivated, but my engagement and doing that outreach, building those relationships, that is a part of my business. That is a part of my marketing plan. And my business relies on it in order to run. And so that's where it goes into, you have to develop that discipline to show up and do it. And it's just, if you have a normal nine to five job, right? There are going to be aspects of that job 
that you don't want to do. And you probably hate (laughs) them. And you're like, Oh God, this is, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with this today. But the difference is when you're at a normal nine to five job, you have a boss that Mm -hmm. is keeping you accountable. And if you don't do it, you're going to get in trouble for it. And it's a lot harder to do that when it's all on you and you're Mm -hmm. working for yourself. If you're not feeling motivated and you're like, Oh, well, yeah, I'm just going to take a rest day and stay in bed all day and watch Netflix. But (laughs) it's, that's where the discipline comes in. You have to really understand that doing that, the health of your business, the growth of your business is going to be directly tied to that, especially if you are someone that's using social media and especially Instagram as a part of your business and generating leads and generating income, making those sales, you got to do what you got to do. But one of the things that I always keep in mind when I am in those periods, like right now where I'm not feeling super motivated I always envision the end result and where I want to be and what I want my life to look like. And so that is what I keep in mind, keeping that, that end goal, your why your vision and really using that as your North star, if you will, letting that guide you and letting that inspire you and and get you to still show up even on those days where you may not necessarily want to, or you're like, Oh, I'm so busy or I'm so tired. And I just would rather not do this right now. It's the reality is if you want to get there, you, you have to do it. And every day that you delay it is another day that you're delaying that dream being your reality. You know what, Nicole, I'm going to just come right on out and ask you this question because this <laughs> has been something that so many people have discussed with me. And, and it's so funny because everybody knows about the DMs that come in that says, oh, I can help you with your engagement. Not the super spamming ones that you just see right off. Like, okay, this is crap. I'm talking about the ones that are kind of tempting, you know, like you're like, (laughs) yeah, yes. So say you are willing to put some money into it and you and your team have a social media management. Do you guys handle engagement? If you're like, Hey, you know what? I'd rather focus on my creativity and watch Netflix half the day (laughs) and take that self-care time and, and farm out some of my engagement. Is that something that you handle? And what are your thoughts on that either way? Yeah. So we actually do. And that is actually the majority of what we do because generally engagement train you how to do it. I can teach anyone how to do it, but it's time consuming. Mm -hmm. Right. And at the end of the day, there is that shift in your business where your time and watching Netflix, having that (laughs) mental health break does become more important than that. And so, yeah, like me personally, my team does the majority of my engagement for me. I still, I reply to all of my DMS and my comments, but most of the outreach that I'm doing, yeah, I'm not actually doing that myself anymore. So I definitely think doing outsourcing engagement is, I don't want to say one, probably one of the first things that you would outsource in your business. It should depend on what really drains you. But for someone like me, I'm an introvert personally. And so doing that engagement and really getting out there and and talking, it's really draining for me and it drains my energy levels way faster than say sending out a bunch of invoices. And so that was personally one of the first things that I got off my plate because it was something that drained me so much. So yeah, if you're, if that's sounding like you (laughs) or you're just somebody where you have enough money and you're like, I just don't really want to do this myself anymore. I would rather have that time back then heck yeah. Outsource your Instagram engagement. But what I would say is no matter who you go with, you always want to make sure that enough to be dangerous, right? Because you never want to go with somebody who's just like, Hey, I can do your engagement, but they're acting on your behalf, right? If they're going on your Instagram and leaving comments and blah, 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 you want to make sure that 
they're taking the time to get to know you and your voice and about you as a person and about your business. So that way they can sound like you when they're interacting on your behalf. Right. But we also need to establish goals. Why are you doing the engagement? Is your goal to drive people to click the link in your bio to download that freebie? Is your goal to grow your account? Is your goal to get more people in your DMs? That's going to determine how you're doing the engagement as well. So I, I think really knowing all of those things before you're going into it and making sure that you know exactly what your intent is when you are outsourcing, because that's something that I've seen in a lot of clients that we've had come to us actually, where they've worked with somebody in the past and they just, oh yeah, I paid this person and I just trusted them, but they ended up going and they bought a ton of followers. That's Mm -hmm. how they weren't actually doing the engagement. They just like bought a ton of followers and now they're like trying to work with brands, but now they're dealing with like, well, crap, I don't know what to do because half my, (laughs) half my followers are fake followers. And I've been trying to go through and unfollow them, but you can only unfollow so many. And then Instagram, you get that block and whatever. So it can, it's just really making sure no matter who you go with, just do your due diligence to make sure you're not going to end up getting screwed. Right. And if you have any questions about that, I am very more than happy to talk to you about that. Like whether you decide to go with us or not, I'm very no BS. And I will be like, no, that's sketchy. Run away. Send, send me a DM if you have any questions, but yeah. don't you guys love her? Isn't that great? You know, because I know you all have gotten those and you're like, okay, just one break. Just, you know, like, I know that that's something guys, you definitely want to reach out to Nicole and her team about, because that is a huge weight off of your plate. If you can manage to do that. Also one quick question about that too, Nicole, how does that work as far as with Instagram? Cause this is something that people don't really get into the details and talk about. Are you sharing your password? How does that work? Yeah. So with Instagram, the way that we do it, we're literally acting on your behalf. So in what I send over the contract, which of course is through a secure platform, blah, blah, blah. Yes. You'll enter in your uh, username password so we can get access to your account because that also, there are like third-party platforms that will go in and like automatically do likes for you, whatever. But at the end of the day, that's a bot and it's going to trigger the Instagram Mm. blocks want that. So yeah, we share, you'll share that. And then for us personally, I have a detailed, what I call brand voice questionnaire where you then go in and we're getting into things like your exact target audience, competitors, any like keyword phrases that might be red flags that we need to look out for. Like, Oh, don't engage with these people or the specific phrases that you might say in this circumstance or in that circumstance, we want to know details about you. We want to know any I call them isms, right? Like Nicole isms. Like, do you say, oh my God, yes. There are things that you say. So that way we can really make sure we're being as, as authentic and representative of you as possible. Okay. I love it. I love that because such a, you know, that helps a lot, you know, when you're trying to figure this thing out, because I've heard people say, oh no, you don't get anybody until you have at least 10,000 followers. You don't get help. You need to get yourself up to 10,000 followers. Then you go get it. And it's kind of like, if you don't burn out before. <laughs> yeah, I I do yeah. not have 10,000 followers. I started outsourcing my engagement, I think maybe around four or 5,000. Yeah, it's like the reality is it, it's a lot harder to grow on Instagram now than it used to be. We all know this, right? right. And engagement is, that's how you're going to do it. And it takes time. It takes effort. And how much engagement 
you do is going to correlate to how fast you grow, right? If you want to, if you want to make it happen and grow, you're going to need to put in the time and do engagement an hour, two hours a day. But if you're like, well, this is fine. Like we're, we're fine going slow, slow and steady, you know, then sure. Maybe do 30 minutes a day, 30 minutes every other day. But it's, it's Instagram is very much a, you get what you put into it. Yeah. And so I'm so glad that again, that you guys offer this service as well as your other services. One of the things that you mentioned is growth. And we know that one of the keys to growth is community. And it's so important to have a community on Instagram. How do we build that community when we don't have a large following? Yeah. So it's really going to be about focusing on your current people, right? Even Mm -hmm. if you only have 10 people in your audience, if you are showing up and you are loving on them and you are talking to them and having those real conversations, genuinely caring about them, they're going to tell other people about you. And that's really one of the big aspects for growth is yeah, we love engagement. We can do engagement, but at the end of the day, a lot of growth is going to come from other people shouting you out and telling their friends about you and talking about you. Like I I've had so many clients and honestly, actually my agency, like it's pretty much just from referrals now coming from our community and people who've worked with us previously or our current clients. And so really just showing up and serving and being there and genuinely caring about your current people, it's going to be a trickle effect. They're going to tell people about you. They'll, um, maybe they'll show up to your free training and they're going to take a picture and they're going to tag you. And it's that ripple effect. So just showing up for your people. So one of the things that is so important, I think to us all is knowing how you were able to manage to build two six figure business. And I, I began this story <laughs> about that success, but I'm coming back to it because I believe that it's so instrumental because so many people are on their first six figure business and they're struggling. How did you get to two? Yeah. So it, for me, it's been kind of a natural evolution. So when I first started out, made the transition from my nine to five to doing my own thing, it was doing services, doing social media management, marketing consults, creating marketing strategies. Cause that's really my zone of genius. But I also build websites because when we first start out, we all know this we're solopreneurs, right? We do all of it ourselves. We're our, we're the brand, we're the brand designer. We're the web designer. We're the email marketer. We're all, we're wearing all the hats. Right. And so I started having people come to me for web design as well. And so that kind of branched off into my agency, which now we do brand web design, social media management, product photography. So that's that business. But as my own businesses have grown and marketing is so tied to growing your business. You can't, you can't really grow your business without marketing it. So my consultations evolved into coaching. So then that's how the second branch of my business came about, which is the more educational side, because the reality is with services, it can be expensive. Mm-hmm. And especially when we're first starting out, when I was first starting out, I couldn't afford to go hire somebody to do my branding and build my website for me and run my social media. And so it was really important to me as someone who went through that and wishing I had somebody to tell me exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. So I, I started making my courses for that, which is now passive income. We love passive income and doing the coaching. So really helping people diving in deeper with, yeah, of course, the marketing and strategy side of things, but really how to build businesses as well. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I think that's great. And to actually answer the full-fledged question, how do we actually build passive income with social media and free content? Yeah. So that's going to be passive income. There's so many different aspects of this. There's live launching, which is when you go in and you're actively directly, Hey, the, this opens for enrollment on this day and closes for enrollment on this day, live launching your programs. But there's also evergreen programs, which means that program is open for enrollment year round. And whenever people need it, they can get access to it. And obviously there's pros and cons of both of these. I personally do both of these, but one of the biggest keys I think is building awareness for your programs by seeding them consistently. And as you, as you build awareness, as you build that reputation, as you get people in your programs and they're getting results and they're shouting it out and you can share those, those screenshots of your people getting amazing results, people are watching and they're noticing and it can be tough in the beginning. I'm not going to lie. Here's the, the no BS. It can be tough in the beginning and social media, God, they, it can glamorize launching and passive income stuff so much. All of these, right. oh, I had a 50K month, a hundred, hundred K launch, blah, blah, blah. But the, the reality of that happening on, on the very first try, or even the second try or the third try is so rare. And so what it comes down to is it, again, it's putting in that work in the beginning and building that reputation, building that awareness. And it gets easier every single time you do it. And that's applicable really for both live launching and evergreen, but with evergreen specifically, because I do love evergreen. I'm somebody that I really prioritize. I want consistent recurring income mm-hmm. coming in for months down the road. We, we all want that. It's stability. It's security. I don't have to worry about, oh, I, I feel like I'm starting back at zero every single month. So I love having evergreen because that gives you more opportunity for that consistent recurring income. However, the big issue with evergreen is A lot of people will build this and I've encountered this a lot with people coming to me and they're like, oh, I I built this thing and I put it in the link in my bio and I put it in my email signature and whatever. And I get a few signups here and there, but it's really not, it's not consistent. So that's where back to funnels, how we started this whole interview Mm -hmm. and talking about funnels. It's all about having those funnels in place and not just the funnel of, okay, so let's say it's a webinar, right? Somebody signs up for the webinar and then they go into the email funnel and the sales sequence for your course or whatever it is. But what about your funnel for getting leads to sign up for that in the first place? That's the biggest issue with evergreen. And that's what most people don't teach on. They're just like, oh, here's how to build your backend funnel and blah, blah, blah. And have people been like, oh my God, yeah, I paid this funnel person like 10 grand and they built it all out, blah, blah, blah. I'm just not getting any sales from it. Yeah. What's your lead gen funnel? What are you getting? (laughs) What are you doing to get people to the funnel? Like you need people in the funnel if you want the funnel to convert for you. And so that's the piece that's missing there that most people don't actually plan out. So you need a lead gen strategy in place. When we have that lead generation strategy, and then we take them through that funnel with a first, they start of course with our freebie, and then they go through our funnel and they're able to get our evergreen and able to find out about our launches because they're probably on our email list. So, mm-hmm. right. So it's kind of building up on and building up on because they're constantly on that email list. So it doesn't matter if you're offering something today, or if you're offering something next year, you still have that contact with them outside of social media that mm-hmm. I think is huge because it doesn't matter if any platform shuts down, as long as you own your email list, you always have contact with your audience. 
Yep, exactly. Social media is just one part of the funnel. And the part of the funnel is to get people onto your email list into your email funnel, which is a <laughs> funnel, right? Exactly. It's like a funnel for a funnel for a funnel, right? <laughs> it's all business. It's all a big funnel. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So you are doing so much. We already talked about your multiple businesses and we know you're in a super hip place. I love. And, <laughs> and there's so much going on. What are your productivity secrets? How do you manage it all? Oh gosh, my team. But to be honest, I'm very, very grateful that I have a team because they do take a lot off my plate. But my biggest things, knowing when you work the best and how you work the best, I think is really, really important. It, it took me a while to figure this out when I first transition from nine to five to doing my own thing. I was definitely in that phase of like, Oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing and how do I prioritize my time. And uh, what do I do? You know, how do I make sure what I'm doing is actually like moving the needle. Right. I realized that for me personally, I tend to have better energy at night, like late at night. I also know that I tend to work better in bursts, meaning I can, let's say for like a week or two weeks, I can go really hard and really knock things out, work all day, get a lot of work done, just really knock through things. But then after that, I usually need the week or two to just kind of not do anything. Mm -hmm. So I batch things. This is my, my other secret is yes. really you know how and when you work best. I, I am a big advocate of batching and there have been so many studies done on how it's so much more efficient, but it's basically when you kind of like time block your schedule, right? So let's say all of the recurring tasks that you do, you write them down. So let's say it's writing your social media posts, writing your blog posts, writing pitches, whatever it is. Recording you your podcast. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. And it's just, yeah. your brain is so much more efficient when you just focus on one thing and just get it all done. So yeah, find when you work best and then batch it. I really love the fact that you were just saying that sometimes you just go in, you just go hard and then you slow down and you relax. And I love that because a lot of people don't think that they can operate that way. They never even open up the possibility. They think that, hey, I've got to work the same amount of force every single day. And if I'm not, they start feeling down on themselves. And I love that you are open in saying that because- Guys, if that's the way you work that way, I'm so big on finding the productivity method that works best for you. And if it's batching and taking breaks at time blocking, and I've recently, cause I used to be a big time blocker and then it stopped working for me. I, it was falling out. So now I'm doing integrations and I integrate things in my day and I'm still getting it all done. So I might not be able to get it in the morning. Like I hoped to, but working in those bursts. Okay. I'm really effective right now. So it might be late. Yeah. Instead of, okay, I'm getting done every day at three o'clock. I may, sometimes that works that way. Other times I'm like, wow, I am so creative right now at nine o'clock. Yes, and when we get those bursts, we go with it. Exactly. So I'm so glad you're saying that. And the fact is too, you don't have to stay there. You can move around and you don't have to be married to a productivity method. It, you can move around and it all makes sense. 
Yeah. Yes. Nicole, you have done it for us. You have given us so much information, but we are asking for more because this is the part of the show where we get dig deeper and we go into our mentoring moment segment. And this is where I will ask you a thought provoking question. And of course you don't know what it is because I did not want you to know because it's just a mentoring moment. If you had a hundred dollars to your name and you had to start all over, what would you do? Ooh, dang. Okay. If I had a hundred dollars to my name, do you, okay. Well, backstory question. Do I still have the things I have right now? Or is it, I have nothing, no house, just a hundred dollars. That's it. Well, you have what you have, but you have to start all over. You have nothing coming in. Okay. The first thing that comes to my mind is to be honest, I would probably just move back home because if you, it takes time to build things is the reality. That's going to cut down a lot of costs. I'd probably go get a part-time job first of all, but then I would be busting my butt on Instagram every day. I, I would be doing engagement as much as possible, doing that outreach and showing up and serving people and selling because mm-hmm. if you need money coming in, you have to sell. Exactly. And I love the fact that you brought up that you probably would get a part-time job because some people would go straight in. Oh, I would just sell, sell, sell and get, but I think that getting that job can kind of alleviate, Hey, I still have bills to pay. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. And so it's, it's hard to be creative when somebody's knocking on your door, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And it just takes so much pressure off too. I've definitely, I've been in the position before where I'm like, Ooh, I don't have any income coming in. And it's, you're in such a different headspace and that, that lack mindset. Right. And it, it affects how you show up. It affects your energy. It affects how you show up and sell. And so at least having some sort of stability, there's no shame and having a part-time job or a side hustle or whatever it is, right. There is no shame in that. Like I made that transition too. You have to do what you have to do because at the end of the day, like it's, we have bills to pay just like, and it's everything has a building process. Things don't happen overnight. Yes, I totally agree. And I really appreciate you being on the show, Nicole. And I know everybody else does too. And they want to know how to reach out to you. Let everybody know how they can connect with you. I will have your information in the show notes, but let everybody know how you can be found. Yes. Instagram is my jam. So that tends to be where I hang out the most at Nicole Ricardo. My agency is NR media. We both have websites as well. So there's that. And then also, since we did talk a lot about Instagram and using Instagram to make sales, if anybody is interested, I do have a free training and yes, of course we already know it's a funnel. Yes. I talk about my course at the end in case you're (laughs) interested in it, but I do have a free training that goes more in depth on my methods for using Instagram. Instagram for marketing, for selling. So if you visit my website, it's just NicoleRicardo.com. It's right on the homepage there. You can sign up for that and watch that and get some more uh, hot Instagram tips for marketing and sales and, and using it to be able to sell out your offers. Well, sounds good. Thank you so much. Guys, reach out to Nicole because she is going to take care of you as you heard on the show. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you so, so much for having me. This was so much fun. As always, thanks for listening. And if you got value out of the show, please show us some love and rate us by going to ratethispodcast.com backslash Total Fit Boss Chick. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick podcast. Bye for now.